0: How we begin?
1: Hey, everybody, and welcome to Legion Quest. This is your, well, sometimes weekly, currently monthly Legion podcast all about the show Legion. It is exciting stuff. I'm Zach Jenkins, and with me, as always, is Mr. Matt Sibley. Matt, how are you doing this fine morning?
0: It is fine. It's beautifully sunny, and luckily the sun is not piercing through my room to the point where I can't see anything. That's exciting. So it's it's chill, as opposed to the days where I'm like, this room is going to burn me like an
1: oven. Yeah, so over here in the U.S., mm-hmm. fall just, it, it kind of quit. Like, <laughs> it just decided it wasn't going to show up for the most part this year, so it's been... Uh, it was hot, like it was seventies for a while, like last week, and then mm-hmm. it said, "Screw that, we're gonna be cold now," and it frost yeah, like, and everything.
0: Whew. It's not ridiculous here, but I'm heading home for the weekend, and when I was just checking, like everything, mum was like, "You yeah, know, bring a coat because it, it's cold up up here," and I'm like, "Really?" Because I can like head outside with like a hoodie on and be like, "I'm just too much."
1: Well, that's that's. Yeah, it's only like an hour away as well, which is insane. That's weird. That's some weird stuff. Mm -hmm. So, this is a podcast all about the FX show Legion, which we have become brutally aware of. Doesn't really do much when it's not on the air.
0: No, but time stretch still, I guess. We are powering
1: through. We are getting there. We actually have a bit of tangential Legion news this week, so we're going to address that there is going to be this february a new legion miniseries from marvel comics it's going to be five issues uh written by peter milligan known for stuff like shade the changing man and ecstatics and uh with art by wilfredo torres he's done a lot he's done a handful of batman 66 According to Comic Vine, he has a couple things in Lemire's Moonlight, but there are so many
0: artists on that at points that I can't. Recall. Which
1: one was, was he the, uh, the shoot, cab driver guy sections? No, that that was Frank Novella. Uh. He
0: doesn't say, but he was on like 5, 6, 8, 9, because
1: so, car was the space stuff. Yeah, this, he must have been the, uh, oh, he must have been the Stephen Grant stuff, the, uh, the Hollywood stuff. Okay, so he's got this—he's got this like very clean style. That'll mm. be interesting. It'll be—it'll be cool to see if they mm. do anything weird with uh, Legion.
0: Yeah, because this is the first time since. Is, yeah, it?
1: first time since he wrote himself out of existence, again. Mm. Like, and I've heard people complaining about that, but. On one hand, one hand, I get it because Cy run is very, very good. And uh, mm-hmm. if you didn't get enough of us saying that last time, you should read it. But on the other hand, David's been written out of existence like twice before already. This isn't a new thing. It's like mm-hmm. complaining that Jean Grey's going to come back from the dead. Yeah, Jean Grey's going to come back from the dead. That's a thing that's just going to happen. Mm-hmm. And with the fact that like there's an omnibus out now... You kind of
0: you can get Spurrier's in like a closed oh. loop, and then it's not as if they did this the month
1: after no. that. And they're freaking it's like there's been enough time. If fast. you look at the solicits, they are pushing Spurrier's stuff hard. They have uh, mm-hmm. the Omnibus, which it's out already. And they yeah. have uh, just solicited, I think, last month or the month before. They are reprinting all of the trades as Legion Son of X. Instead of on mm, the X-Men. Which is
0: something they don't...
1: Yeah, that's something they don't normally do at the
0: same time. Like, they'd wait for the Omnibus to go out of print and then be like, well, there was enough demand to do... I can't
1: print. imagine the Omnibus got a super large print run. But no.
0: I think it's still in stock, so... Yeah, that's good. It, like, didn't... Yeah, it didn't get
1: go all the way down. Nice. Nice stuff. Uh, and, Matt, you said you, you had a bit of a tangential legion news that you wanted to share with the class
0: (laughs) so earlier in the month it was uh london film fest it's like a two-week event but being someone at a uni that isn't in london it's not so easy to do something every day so i blocked out a weekend to see as much as i could and one of those things happened to be ingrid goes west and it was the uk premiere of it it played earlier in the year at Sundance it's been out in the U.S. since August like you know near the point where it's going to be on streaming and Blu-ray and everything like that but because it was the UK premiere the director was there but also Aubrey Plaza so I've technically been in the same room as her admittedly like 150 meters away because it was a very big cinema but uh yeah that's as close as we got i did not get a chance to plug the podcast you didn't, but... you
1: didn't walk up to aubrey plaza and say hey aubrey love you on legion you should get on our little little legion podcast and talk about that
0: uh, i would have tried if we didn't know whether we were going to be able to get back home because it like something weird happened and it started late and then there was going to be A Q&A after and we knew we were going to have to skip that
1: so we were like, we're like yeah come on come on man you gotta plug this stuff you just gotta stay on that hustle stay on that hustle all day long
0: yeah so if we'd had closer seats yeah, you just, know,
1: just it's easy to just go elementary school style slipper and note say will you be on my podcast check yes or no
0: <laughs> i mean that's basically what you did to dennis hopeless yesterday
1: <laughs> and it worked so i know (laughs) no what i did to dennis hopeless let's be very clear i asked him questions about the film franchise in cinema universe airbud and we just started talking from there it's a solid strategy apparently you know how many how many of these dumb interviews i've been able to set up happened because i made some joke at a comic creator they giggled and then i was then I slyly said, Oh, yeah, be on my podcast. Interview me for my website. They're like, Oh, yeah, sure, whatever. I don't care. You seem like a cool dude. Yeah. It's basically
0: what happened with Rosenberg as well. Yeah, wasn't that.
1: it. that's still in the works. That's still, we're, we're turning those gears, trying to figure some stuff out. But the Hopeless One's pretty solid. Ooh. So, Fun fact for the Xavier Files Media Empire right there. Speaking yeah. of current X Men creators, there's a lot of X Books right now, aren't there? There's nine? I think. I don't know. We're going to figure out on this because we're going to talk about them. Yeah. We're going to talk about all the X and let you know what you should be reading, what you shouldn't be reading, all that stuff. So I'd say we start out with this one because I don't know if you're reading it, and I'm pretty sure I'm not reading it. Are you reading Weapon X because I gave up on that?
0: No. I think we both dropped it at the same yeah, time. So- like two or three yeah, issues. So
1: here's the thing. They immediately, with issue four, went into a crossover with Totally Awesome Hulk, and it's just not something I care about. Uh, Greg Land did the art for a while, and that's not something I care about. And then... It took like three issues to get the
0: team together. Out. Maybe even more. It's and been a while. The result
1: of Totally Awesome Hulk was a character called Weapon H, which is Hulk and Wolverine smashed together. And I just, there's a weird level of dumb in comics that I'll accept. That's not mm-hmm. it. And then the fact that it's getting, it, there's yeah. going to be a Weapon H book. I'm just so not there for that. Like, Greg Pock, I like it, you. I, I didn't quite know how that's happened. It's, it's amazing. Like, Weapon X is selling really well, too. Like, yeah. I know there's an audience for it. It's the Wolverine effect. Well, is it? There's Wolverines in a lot of books. You can't, uh, you know, Wolverine may have been dead up until very, very recently, but you can't throw a cat without running into a Wolverine nowadays.
0: True. There's many of them.
1: Yeah. So Weapon X, I will say this for it. I've heard good things about the Weapons of Mutant Destruction crossover. Like it was a fun, funny yeah. series. I've seen some panels from it that have made me chuckle. But I'm gonna read that on Marvel Unlimited and give you my thoughts six months after they're relevant.
0: <laughs> I mean, like, I did look to check back in with it, and then I realized this—the current arc was like the hunt for Weapon H. Yeah. And I was like, let's let's wait until they move on to something else because I don't really care about this character who looks like he was made in a Flash character combiner <laughs> or something.
1: <laughs> like he looks like something a child would make.
0: This is—it's like. Someone, you know, how you get to Wolverine is someone put like Wolverine on one side, knives on the other, boom. And then that moves, you know, to the first box. You have Wolverine. And then, like, what if we combine it with a Hulk? I just don't. And then don't. we just make him look like photo generated Doomsday. Yes.
1: I just don't understand what the advantage to the Hulk is. Like, not to be a, you know, who would win kind of person, but the Hulk has a healing factor. The Hulk is a very large, strong thing. Mm Is adding knives to the Hulk necessary? Like, I understand now he can cut things better, but did he really? Was that an issue he had? Uh, I
0: mean, it's the one thing that Peter David never thought to do on his long and arduous run.
1: That's a good point. Uh, So, Weapon X. No... Right at the bottom of the list. Yeah. Uh, I'd say the next thing, because I don't know if you're reading this, and I know I've only read bits and pieces, is Cable. What do you think about Cable? I
0: think that the second that James Robinson was announced for Wonder Woman, it was like, oh yeah, you had like five months and you just needed to write 100 pages. Because it, like, it's, it's some of his laziest work. And, like, he's... It's very bad. Like, uh, Scarlet Witch would have finished a couple months beforehand. I adore that book. It has a similar style in that it's kind of one-shots in that you know, different setting, procedural-like. And in the case of Cable, he was going through different time periods, like there's Feudal Japan, there's Mayans, and there, I think, something to do with Conquest. But it just... it There was no like building in any way it felt decompressed it was
1: it was like one issue of story like people talk about decompression this is one issue of a bronze age book Mm. like not even that old like a 1988 or even up to like 90 this is like a one issue of an 80s or 90s comic
0: that or if it was going to be if like a modern writer was going to do something like this decompress, there'd be more happening within each period.
1: Yeah. It doesn't. There would actually be any sort of progression or character development. Like Decompression works when you use it for one of two things I've seen. One, essentially just turning an entire issue into a very, very good action sequence, mm-hmm. which this book didn't do, and something like Moon Knight did. Yeah. Or using it to dive deep into character relationships and the character side of, you know, comics, which is good and should be done more often. But this book, I think I was flipping through issue two, which is when I officially dropped. And then I picked up issue three, because it was on like in a dollar bin Mm -hmm. already. Oh, wow. Uh, Cable had like three lines and it wasn't because the book wasn't focusing on cable. He was in every scene. Mm -hmm. But it was just, Cable's going to do this big, long action sequence, but it's not going to be engaging.
0: Mm. I will say this for Robinson's run, he reading it, like, just kind of flicking back through the two issues that I read, it doesn't make me as mad as his Wonder Woman does currently, so...
1: <laughs> oh, yeah, I'm not, I'm not reading that, because, one, I don't really read much DC, mm. all things considered, and then, two, I do think it's probably a bad idea to, right after Wonder Woman has this huge movie thing and is a big deal to make an entire story about her secret brother uh the
0: issue that came out this week has her in like the background of two tv monitors if i remember correctly and that's it huh that's a Mm. that's not great it's gonna drive me insane like the next six months yeah but brisson's on cable now
1: brisson's on cable with 150 I don't mm-hmm. mind Brickson's work on Cable. Like, we've only had one issue right now. Yeah. Uh, the the fun thing for the X-Man fan and me is that he's killing the externals, <laughs> which I love. Like, any time mm-hmm. uh, a writer can go back and say, hey, we need cannon fodder. Can we just kill the people that everyone hates already? No one's going to feel yeah, bad about joint. the externals. Like, is yeah. dead. And that's how this kicks off. Oh no. And it has
0: dupe.
1: It does have dupe. His dupe's very good. I'm mm. I like his Shatterstar. Star. His long shot's alright. Like I, I'm so far I'm liking this, with one mm. very large exception. And that's John Mallon's art. Uh yeah. It's <laughs> it he was on Thunderbolts before this. So
0: he has maybe found a home with 90s-esque books
1: well here's the thing there's there's another artist who has been working with marvel a lot recently uh Geraldo, uh, uh sandoval who does oh yeah another 90s inspired his is a bit more like uh joe mad stuff but yeah it's very 90s but it takes the good of that style like it takes the exaggerated energetic detailed work and it doesn't take the bad of that style too frequently where Malin's stuff the weird anatomy and
0: odd character costuming choices
1: yeah it's it's not great so far I'm not loving this like I'm gonna keep picking up cable to see where it goes, mm-hmm. so far. But this is not. I think once the teams right. together. Yeah, yeah. I I'm interested in it not because of cable. I'm interested about this team. I'm also trying to figure out why mm-hmm. this is set in 2004. I don't know. Mm, maybe it's somehow to do with Robinson's run. Like
0: maybe he just decided like, mm, no, there's not enough pages here for me to write all the way up to 2017. So, we'll stay here. Maybe. Maybe. I'm not convinced of that. But I'm never going to find out, because I'm reading those final three issues of his run.
1: Yeah, I I need to read the last two, but I'm not, like... I'll pick them up when they're on Unlimited. I'm not, I'm not waiting to do it, but... Mm-hmm. Yeah, Cable... Yeah. I am, I'm I'm going to see what happens with it, but it's kind of on the chopping block for me. Like, it's already on the Yeah, course. I
0: would like Brisson to go... I would like Brisson to go all out because of his Marvel stuff. I I did like his bullseye. Yeah. And like my one wish with it was that what if it was
1: crazier? Here's the thing. So I feel like for me, Brisson's Marvel stuff's never clicked. Like I know he's a new hot talent and Mm -hmm. I just, I don't know, like especially his old man Logan right now, which I guess is the next thing Mm -hmm. we're going to talk about. Uh, That's not working for me. Just as much as cable isn't like it.
0: Yeah, it's because old man Logan's gone back to like his timeline, and it's sort of boring because like I'm I'm not a massive fan of Malar's original miniseries, right. but it's sort of like that was the story intended to be told there, and now you're kind of having a way to find out this expanded world but following a time when he was integrated in like the current Marvel universe, which is a more fun place well and even if there are too many there are too many wolverines
1: but here's the thing about old man logan especially as a solo character right now uh Lemire kind of tied up his arc like he's he's at peace with a lot of stuff now he's not as conflicted as he was he's in a good spot mentally for the first time in a very long time Mm. so to go from that which was a very character-driven run to what seems like Brisson just wants to write a lot of Hulks, like yeah, I'm just nothing about it's clicking with me at all. Obviously, Hulk and Wolverine stories aren't my favorite, based on you know my opinions on Weapon X mm-hmm. right now. But like, I I don't feel engaged in the conflict at all. I like I do like the. No. Doing it as a buddy comedy thing with uh, Hawkeye. That's fun. But everything about it is just like there's nothing special about this book anymore. I do. No, it's a contrast going from
0: Sorrentino and a couple of other artists to Diodato as well. I
1: don't mind Diodato because I think he's doing like his very detailed style, even if some of it has Mm. some pretty questionable cgi looking stuff yeah i'm not like explicitly anti-deodato but
0: it's more just like yeah i think
1: that's fair to say i think that's pretty fair i don't don't mind it i am going to give the next arc one issue like i'm finishing this one i'm gonna Mm -hmm, give the next arc one issue the legacy arc see what happens the one thing I don't want to miss mm. is if this happens to be the book where actual OG Wolverine comes in. Because I'm going a, I'm to a have to read that. Mm. Just Not even if I want to. It's like I had to buy Marvel yeah. Legacy because I now have a reputation to uphold and people expect me to know what's going on with Wolverine. <laughs> mm, yeah. True.
0: For what it's worth, like Lumaze Run would probably be near the very top of the list as well. Oh, yeah. If if we were just kind of, like, including it on there, it would presumably be, like, top five easily, maybe even top three. Yeah,
1: no. uh, Lemire's run was very good. I think the ending was a little weak. Like, he hit a certain point, and Mm -hmm. I... I, Like, his very last arc didn't do anything for me until the end. Like, it it stretched a little too long. But... Yeah, it was no, four it issues. Was, it was five issues, and it should have been like two and a half. Because he had that, and then mm. the two issues preceding it were essentially the setup for that arc.
0: Oh, yeah, yeah with Miles. I, I
1: forgot Miles was even in it because mm. he just kind of shows up and it's like, I'm Spider Man. Mm. All right, so what? anything else on Old Man Logan?
0: I don't think so. Aside from the fact that it also there's also a like an old man Hawkeye book coming out, which I guess is tangentially related, and I'm not sure why that's so. Here's exist. the thing:
1: old man Hawkeye shouldn't exist as a book, but no. Marvel's making it a twelve issue series, which to hmm. me means one thing: they had a really good pitch, like. I don't know why you do that unless you see the story and you're like, Oh dang, this is good. Cause this is like a fairly new comic book writer and they're going to give him 12 issues. Yeah. Yeah.
0: I'll be honest. I, I hadn't thought about it in that way. I like, it's not enough for me to t- like to turn around on it, but I think it would be like the first, having read the first issue, I'd then either be like, no, this isn't for me. Or it would immediately be like, oh, okay, I get it now. Like,
1: the plan is there, yeah, no it's it's interesting. We'll see how it goes. uh, I'd say the next thing mm. we jump into is all new Wolverine just because Wolverine train train we're running mm.
0: Laura is a very good Wolverine yes. one of the best
1: yeah i'm I'm liking it. This has been the most consistent X book since Secret wars mm. like. It's yeah so good. Every month, Taylor's doing a amazing job. I thought the uh, I thought like the six issues, the two mini arcs right in resurrection weren't the strongest, especially coming out of Enemy of the State two, which was a pretty big emotional stakes story. So uh, to go yeah. into this, I don't want to say low stakes thing, but this weird alien virus thing. And then Guardians of the Galaxy. Yeah. It didn't translate.
0: It was like a little bit more bouncy than the other stuff. Like Taylor's. Up until then Taylor had done a good job. Of kind of having these. Serious ramifications. Without it being too like oppressively dark. And then it just. It seemed to bend a little bit too much Yeah no I think that's
1: absolutely right. And that's the biggest strength of this book. Like the. The, there's been a lot of pretty heavy arcs, like the Three Sisters arc that kicked off this series. Very big, heavy, mm-hmm. while still having a lot of moments of levity to keep you uh, from being drowned by the darkness of the book. Same thing with Enemy of the State too. Like
0: Yeah. And even the Civil oh, this- War 2 stuff managed to... Like At the time, I think I read a palette about the final issue of the arc, and I was like, it's great that this ended in conversation between Laura yeah. and Old Man Logan, as opposed to perhaps ending to the will of the crossover and being like, they must
1: fight. It was good stuff. I've I've been enjoying this book as a whole. Uh, Gabby's one of my favorite characters in X-Men now. Like, I can't... Yeah.
0: Her uh, costume in the most recent issue was is amazing as well. She's only had two
1: costumes, and they have both been very good. Like... I love the <laughs> costume she has now. Part of me hopes that every time there's a new artist on that book, Gabby just changes her costume. Yeah, yeah that'd it'd be, be exciting. And speaking of the new arc, the legacy arc is called uh, Orphans of X. And it, <laughs> it is dark as all get out. Again, with the right moments of levity yeah. to keep it going.
0: The first
1: oh, the cliffhanger, is like the first
0: issue was surprising, and then it sort of twisted the knife further in most recent issue which was last week i I guess
1: oh no oh no because i I wasn't so hot on that cliffhanger Mm. i was like i don't i don't want this to be played straight and when it Mm. wasn't it got me very happy just because now i'm 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 engaged i'm interested to see where this goes and it's making me like not hate that dakin's in this book I think the most satisfying moment I've ever read with him was him being drowned yeah, in uncanny express. Look, there's people who absolutely love this dude and I don't understand because he's just a big old turd. He's just mm-hmm. a bad mean guy. I I don't like him. So seeing him tortured yeah. it gets that weird, oh you're fictional, so it's nice that bad things are happening to you.
0: Yeah like a slightly transgressive yeah. vibe. Also, if we haven't sold you on this book yet, it does have an actual Wolverine. Well, yeah, you box. mean
1: Jonathan, the, the Wolverine, who now has a Wolverine costume that Gabby made him? <laughs>
0: He's so great. Like the best pet since
1: Lucky the Pete's Dog. Jonathan the Wolverine that Squirrel Girl gave Wolverine because Squirrel Girl is just surrounded by people who can talk to animals and are named after the animals they can talk to. So she just assumed that Wolverine could talk to Wolverines. Oh me hmm. and Jonathan can't talk now actually. I've like, not forgetting <laughs>
0: that. That That annual had uh
1: uh, those were actually two them. separate issues. The, yeah. The oh. one was issue seven of the main series, and then the, there was a Spider-Gwen crossover annual where they um. essentially do a riff on the ultimate Spider-Man story where Spider-Man and Wolverine switch bodies. It's great. Squir- mm. er, Spider-Gwen twi- tries to uh, use Wolverine's claws at one point, but she has her fists up to her face, so she just stabs herself in the head and knocks herself out. Uh, it's very good. This is, Tom Taylor is killing it on this mm-hmm. series, and the art's been the yeah. art has pretty much had a rotating cast. There's been a lot of good, good <laughs> teamed on it. I think uh, Juan Cabal, who's doing it right now, is one of my favorites in a long time. Leonard Kirk did some good work with the series uh, recently. Who is was the uh,
0: first Resurrection yeah. Arc yeah. artist.
1: And, but I mean, hmm. here's the thing. David Lopez did the very first arc, and David Lopez is really, really good. So yeah. it's a little disappointing that he didn't stay on the book, because I don't know what he's doing right now. Uh, I can't recall. So, you know, David Lopez, if you're not satisfied <laughs> with your current life, please come back to draw All-New Wolverine. So that that's what I think about All-New Wolverine. You should buy this. Do we want to keep this solo train going or? Yeah, sure. Let's let's talk about Iceman. Mm
0: -hmm. Iceman is a book that I would like more if it didn't have any superheroing in at all and was more of like a so kind of thing.
1: Oh, yeah, because you can tell that every book, Cena Grace keeps forgetting. Oh, shoot. I have to have like eight pages of punching in here and I just don't have room for it because I'm telling this character story.
0: Yeah, or is it the second issue that has the purifiers? Yes. Yeah, and they come in pretty late. And then it it's like 12 pages of what he wants to do. And then there's like eight ish, eight pages of punching. And then it's like, oh, we've got to kind of tie it up. But it doesn't have as much resonance as we would have liked because of the fact we had to get the punching in there.
1: Yeah, like, I especially the first, the first handful of issues. I was not very hot on this book. Only because there wasn't a good balance of everything. Cena Mm -hmm. Grace wants to tell a character story. But he has to do that in a superhero universe. And it's just, it's not clicking. That part's not clicking. I think he's doing a lot of good stuff with Iceman as a character.
0: Yeah, the issues with his parents were
1: great. Oh, yeah. It it felt real. It felt raw. It felt resonant. It was everything you wanted out of that situation from a you know drama standpoint yeah but then there are also uh superhero stuff happening you have the juggernaut and you have Dakin, and you have the purifiers mm-hmm. and just, it's like okay you're adding some of this stuff in to have it in here and i get it because it's a marvel comic book you have to have a certain amount of punching in it but sometimes i just want x-men to talk about their feelings all the time i think that's fair i yeah that's something that there is a large contingent of the reading audience who'd be okay with it.
0: Mm. Him getting... He's a... Uh, most recent issue was about him and the
1: champions like reuniting. As in, like, the original ones, not... Yeah, the, the champions of Los Angeles. Yeah. I liked it. I think it's fun. Mm. I, I
0: think, think it's, like that shows where he's kind of hitting his stride as well and at least packing more into the stuff which isn't punching-based.
1: Yeah. I mean... He's been he's been doing stuff because the champions are just this goofy team, they're weirdos. <laughs> I mean, it's what Angel, Iceman, Black Widow who is deceased, Darkstar, mm-hmm. Hercules, and Ghost Rider.
0: That's a big mystery patch, like more than the Defenders was when it had Doctor Strange and the Hulk and everything.
1: Yeah, it was like the Defenders. At least you they could spin it as here's a team of all the people that are solo loners and we just can't make work on a team. So mm-hmm. you have that dynamic to go up against. And then they all ended up being super powerful. So you could put them up against big threats. Whereas the champions of Los Angeles were, shoot, none of these people have a good place to put them. We need to find a book for them. Hmm.
0: Yeah. I um, Alessandro VT is doing pretty good work. It's not as impressive as... His stuff over on Red Lanterns a couple of years ago, but I think that's because it's more of a grounded book. Yeah, I know. As opposed to something with crazy constructs and everything.
1: I don't think VD has been the right choice for this book at all. Like, in my opinion, I would like to see someone who has a, I don't want to say webcomic y feel, but someone who has a character style that works more for the drama side of it like i don't think bd Mm. has the expressive faces that you want for a character-driven book i mean i know he can draw good fun action stuff but i just there's a there's a difference between the tone of the book and the what the tone that the art is trying to get across that doesn't necessarily work for me
0: yeah i know that that kind of tension's a little bit interesting to me like the idea that Grace is wanting to tell the more dramatic story, but then you have VD, who's more action based. It's kind of like interesting in a way to see how those styles go together, which like imperfect. True, but interesting because of that.
1: Like, uh, do you know? Do you know who I think like the kind of style that I think would be uh, very good on this kind of book? I assume you don't with your silence. But nah. uh, someone like someone like a Ramon Perez from Nova, from the recent Nova series. Oh yeah. Where it's it feels a little comic booky. It doesn't feel as dark. Like it feels like VD was the artist that they had available for this, not the best artist for this book.
0: Hmm. Uh, I I guess like compared to the rest of the, the lineup. He's the one that wasn't so 90s based. Like, I know the Re- Resurrection's not exactly harkening back to everything from the 90s, but that, like, the, right. the fact that Gen X is there, the like, Golden Blue, like, that stuff seems more thought out in a way.
1: Yeah, I mean, that's fair. That's a fair thing. But, I mean, Iceman, I think, is a book that you should give a chance. Like, if, hmm. give read the first arc. Don't quit after issue one if it's not for you. Get through that first arc. See if you like it by the end of it. If you don't, that's fine. Not every book's for everyone. But, you know, take a look at it. Uh, the next thing, uh, next book up is Jean Grey by Dennis Hopeless with art normally by uh, Victor Ibanez. <laughs> this
0: surprised me. I don't... And I, like, I was expecting it to be good anyway because Hopeless found his stride on Spider-Woman. Yeah. Which was about kind of a woman adapting to a new one in that case. It was because uh, she was a private investigator and then had a child. But at the time he was also like on All New X-Men. It wasn't so great. Uh, which like not yeah. necessarily indicative of him because of the fact that the X stuff
1: was in like a little bit of a weird place, by and large. A little little bit, yeah. But here's here's the thing. It shouldn't have surprised me how good it was, because his all-new X-Men didn't click for me at all. I know there's people who it worked for. For me, it wasn't wasn't a great read. But he'd already done X-Men Season 1. Like, X-Men Season 1 was his first professional work. And that was another Which is something I keep forgetting. Yeah, that was another O five story uh mm-hmm. centered around Gene. And that's the missing heat. That was the missing element for his uh all new X-Men book. He writes Gene so well. Yeah. Like, the thing about season one is I think
0: it just became like a McKelvey book for me.
1: I mean, okay, that's fine. Like, it yeah. looks like a McKelvey book because it's a mm. McKelvey book. Yeah, so that's, like, what stuck with me. Yeah, but his Jean... So, people got upset because it was going to be another story about Jean Grey and the Phoenix, which, on (laughs) one hand, fine. On the other hand, that's the story. Like, that's what people want from Jean. What else are you going to do with her?
0: And it also... Like, one of the things which he's doing is having a a rotating set of supporting characters. So... Like, uh, this issue was Emma Frost-based, one that came out most recently, one before that. Scarlet Witch, Doctor Strange has been in it, in it as well. And that's the way that it's not... It is centered around Jean still. Like, it's ostensibly her book. But it allows new ways into the idea of the Phoenix and everything about
1: that legacy. Oh, yeah. And it's doing a great job. Also, should we mention that the ghost of Jean Grey is in this book?
0: I. It's a factor. Ghost of Jean Grey certainly playing a part.
1: Yeah, which is super interesting to me. Like, I'm not sh- I'm not sure how I feel about a lot of stuff involving Jean Grey coming back and all that. But mm-hmm. this Ghost of Jean Grey thing is super cool because I think it's getting people to remember what Jean was really like and not what they re- think of her. Because it's a weird weird situation that Jean Grey's in because in the meta narrative in in the or i guess in the actual story she's perfect like she is saint jean they named the school after her she is the person everyone thinks of as oh she's perfect jean gray but in reality jean was could be mean and petty and angry she had this fury to her and this isn't even phoenix jean this is just redhead right gene yeah. gray and people forget that in the ghost of Jean, which you know that's kind of capturing her right at her most angry because <laughs> her husband was mm. cheating on her with another woman <laughs> who was dressed as her in her most evil self
0: yeah cyclops has done some wrong
1: look yeah no look i think cyclops has some very valid points about the position of mutants in the Marvel culture. I also think Cyclops maybe should have listened to the PR person that he specifically hired a little bit better because he did a very bad job understanding how people are going to view decisions that he makes. Mm. But yeah, this Jean Grey book is a lot of fun. Victor Ibanez's art is beautiful. I love his stuff. Mm. He draws this teen Jean perfect it's so fun. I'm I'm enjoying this book every single month that it comes out.
0: Yeah. My favorite issue of the month, or of the run so far, is probably The Scarlet Witch one. Because I am a Wanda fan through and through now, and probably will be for the rest of my life, but like, there's never been a weak link of it.
1: No, no, there hasn't been a bad issue of it like, yet.
0: And, yeah, and considering like how it's going through supporting characters, it, it, it did run the risk of like, okay, this pairing doesn't quite work. But we've got to
1: stick with it, just to get through this issue. Yeah. But that hasn't happened. No, no, it's been been a lot of good stuff. Pick up Gene Gray, especially even if you don't like the teenage Gene Gray. Pick this book up; it's very fun.
0: Yeah, you could probably try any issue. Like there is an arc running through it, but if there's a character that's guesting in it in one, then try it that way. Yeah, you can jump right on it. Yeah. Also, it is a book which, in the last issue, featured two phrases: "Zornito" and "Leather Daddy Era
1: X Men." And <laughs> I love it so much. <laughs> That's not for so nothing. Think, like as a as a big Morrison New X Men fan, I love that so much that they're yeah. that they're willing to parody stuff in it while still playing a lot of elements of it straight. Like there was yeah. there was a reviewer for I forget where a like not a comic book site like a big site. I don't think it was EW, it was someone, and they did a piece on the latest issue of June Gray, and they were mm-hmm. talking about how it was such an unfortunate era of X-Men, and I wanted to reach through the screen, it's like, okay, dude, come on, one, I know you are, like, good at this review, stuff. do you really think the new X-Men was bad? Mm-hmm. Like, I don't, I don't get it, I know there's people, who, it's opinion. I know there's people who dislike how much it is diverged from the standard of the franchise but i love that series because it diverged because it was an evolution of the idea not just a not just keeping it stagnant
0: also the way that gene gray itself handles that morrison stuff in like basically 20 pages is startlingly good oh yeah it's great like it's it's one it's basically one like continuous sequence as opposed to a series of scenes which with time in between. Yeah. And the way it kind of plays through and takes its moments to just like pull us into the next arc of Morrisons is great. Do you know what it plays like?
1: It plays like reliving a memory. You don't, yeah. you don't have all those transitional stuff. You remember the big beats. Maybe mm. not necessarily how they really went down, but how you think they flow together. It's it was very well done. I loved it. Yeah. So Let's jump into Astonishing, I think. Okay. If we're talking about another so this... Dream Logic book, I'm finding <clears> transitions <throat> to all these.
0: <laughs> yeah, that's pretty good. We're flowing.
1: Yeah. Uh, Astonishing X Men is written by Charles Soule with a rotating cast of artists every single issue. Mm. I So they have Mike Diodato's done an issue. Uh, Ed McGinnis is doing one soon. Ed McGinnis did number three. I forget who did number... Oh, no, it was uh, Carlos Pacheco did number four, and number one was done by uh, Corbio.
0: Oh, yeah. So, you know, they're getting big artists. It's their... Not flagship, but it seems like their most blockbuster one because it was intended to be just kind of 12 issues first and foremost, and then go from there.
1: Yep. Uh, I I like this a lot. Like, the first issue... Did a ton for me. The first issue worked mm. super well, uh, because it's it's this big blockbuster action sequence, and you get some fun last page reveals, like the Shadow King from Legion. Yeah, not Aubrey Plaza more, and also not the Devil with the Yellow Eyes style more sure. the classic Shadow sure. King, but with spider legs. Yeah, uh, he's in it. It's this. It's a chess game between him and Charles Xavier, and these X Men are the pawns. Which is mm. interesting, but yeah, I want I want the payoff now. Like it's been four issues. If the next issue doesn't deliver a lot of the wrap up of this first chunk of this, I'm going to be a little disappointed.
0: Yeah, I think may have
1: been the letters
0: page for X Men Blue this week said six was going to be a big one, so presumably that's like the next stage of if it turns out this book's purpose is to bring Xavier back it is maybe yeah <laughs> but like if if it's gonna do it maybe it'll do it there maybe it'll take another six issues but yeah it's like presumably next chunk is coming before the year is out
1: yeah this is this is a very interesting series it's doing a lot of fun stuff. It's got a big old cast. It's got Gambit and Rogue and Mystique and Fantimex and Old Man Logan and Bishop and Psylocke and Archangel.
0: Hmm. It's it's a bit cast, I think, for the story it's telling. But, and it also, Soul assembled them really well. Like, a lot of that yes. first issue of double-page spreads, but it doesn't seem like he's just done that to expand outwards and fill the... H camp like it all seems to have that big
1: grandiose feel and yeah. blockbuster. No, the first issue was very very good. The others have been real good too. I've been enjoying this book.
0: Yeah, I mean, I I, I know earlier in this I was like a little bit, you know, I said I was apathetic towards Leonardo. I think his issue was like the best work he's done in years.
1: It was a very good issue. Yeah. But yeah, astonishing is a lot of fun. I like it. You should yeah. read it. It's if you I I would say if you only read one like classic X-Men team book this is probably the one for you mm. I think it's the most like, it could happen anytime it, you don't need any real X-Men continuity except yeah. to know the concept of X-Men that Xavier's dead right now and then you just kind of run with it from there
0: Yeah, like uh, the worst thing I can say about the run is that issue 3 was old man Logan focused and on... Because of the number of Wolverines, it, I was like, uh, it's not bad,
1: but not even, it's not as engaging as it could be. Even, but the, number of it up in the number of Old but Man two. Logan books, there's four, and the miniseries <laughs> with Deadpool that just came out, and he's been guest-starring oh, yes. all over the place. Like, I, I get it. You're not going to say anything new about this section of Wolverine. No. So... Yeah, it, yeah I
0: imagine that issue would play better in trade because
1: of the fact you do, you're not reading it around everything else right It can fit in anywhere. So yeah, I didn't have a issue is of gold in an issue of old man Logan's solo series in my read pile that same week. Yeah, yeah. so that that's interesting. Uh, let's I always said gold. let's just move over to gold. It's there
0: yeah, old man Logan is in this book as
1: well. Yes, he is. Uh, it is X Men Gold, written by Mark Guggenheim, with a rotating cast of artists. Ken Lashley seems like he's the big main consistent one at this point. He's done yeah, uh, arc and a half, and then he's doing the next big arc. So, hmm.
0: and like, I think what the best thing about Gold is that it's doing short arcs. Because of the fact that if it turns out that Guggenheim hasn't
1: hit a great idea, then it's okay because in a month and a half, we'll be on to the next one. Yeah, it's, it's moving fast, which part of me likes. The other part of me wants some more long drawn-out stories. Like, I want I want the right balance between a good, good action sequences and a tight story. And also continuing develop, character development. Because this book doesn't always give all of its characters enough room to breathe. Like Storm. Storm's yeah. the big one. Why is Storm in this book? Because Storm has to be in an X-Book. This is the flagship X-Book. The same yeah. reason why like Nightcrawler was in uh, Extraordinary X-Men in the last little bit. Because yeah. Nightcrawler has to be in an X-Book. Why wouldn't he be?
0: I don't know whether that problem will be alleviated once uh, Tanisi Coates and Jen Bartel
1: start writing Storm like maybe she's just going to move over which is entirely technically into- a rumor but it's a rumor that Tanenesi Coates and Jen Bartel have all but confirmed he yeah. actually Coates Coates straight up said oh I'm writing this book yeah i'm pretty sure marvel would be pissed off if it wasn't Tanenesi Coates and they knew that he couldn't say okay i'm going to make a lot more money doing something else i'm doing this as a hobby guys
0: yeah he could go off and like write another book and have a deal within like a month,
1: probably. Yeah. So they they can't really have a go at him that much. No, they're gonna let him do what he does. Uh, but yeah. no, I like I like gold. I actually I'm not as down on gold because I think here's what I actually think it is. I think when Mark Guggenheim gets a chance to write the stuff that he wants to write, it's good. Like, I don't really want Kitty and Colossus to be back together, but Guggenheim writes that well at least.
0: Yeah. If they had a one shot before the current arc, the current crossover, didn't they?
1: Uh like issue eleven
0: or something, which has both of them on the cover.
1: They no, there was so there was there was like a two part arc or or yeah, a one shot arc about them going to Washington and talking about mutant you know legal status of all that and then that led into a couple of issues about omega red and colossus's uncle who's in the russian mob or something Mm -hmm. but like he's doing a good job guggenheim's doing a good job seeding stories i'm excited for what happens after we get out of this mojo crossover Mm -hmm. because the mojo crossover is
0: like two issues away
1: yeah, the Mojo crossover is working when Guggenheim gets to just rag on the stuff he hates. Like, hmm. I, I think he's he doesn't really want to be doing this book. He doesn't want to be doing a book that is, hey, here's the classic X-Men. Here's the back-to-basics X-Men. I think he's really, really excited about his upcoming Negative Zone space arc. <laughs>
0: Yeah, the upcoming annual seems like it'll be a treat as well. That's um, Excalibur's coming
1: back. Oh yeah, with Leah Williams. Yeah, I am so on board for that. Yeah,
0: if you guys haven't heard of Leah Williams, she did one of the monsters. The monsters unleashed.
1: unleashed. She did the to- yeah. she, she did part of the totally awesome Hulk one. She's been doing a handful of other work within the Marvel universe. Hmm. I I think she's going to be a big deal. Like. In two yeah. years, she's going to be writing some big book, but I don't know yeah. what yet.
0: I, th- I think the thing about it is like, I, I agree with you in that I was not down on it at the start. Like, I think my praise for it was muted in the beginning, so it's not as if, like, I took it all the way up to 11 and then had to slowly bring it back down. Later. Yeah, it's fine, I guess.
1: Yeah, I, I think Gold is a perfectly serviceable X-Men book. I liked yeah. the first issue a lot. Like, I gave that a very good recommendation and review. Yeah. Uh, and then someone had to ter- tell me that, oh, yeah, that issue's super dog-whistly and has some pretty uncomfortable racial and political undertones about this other country, which... Yeah, that was... Uh,
0: I think I think that's one of the things which maybe is a reason that I've, like, as a, not just thinking it's okay, but kind of keeping it at arm's length is because I had, like, that unease for the first six issues where i was like i don't want to review it because like, i don't expect them to take a pull quote from an issue four review but if it turns out that it was sort of like there and like does it read like i'm endorsing Siaf even if
1: it's not about his art yeah and to be to be clear this seems like a 100% of case where adrian cf was a rogue agent doing his own thing doing something that it would be unreasonable for most people to catch unless you're deep deep into Indonesian politics cuz this only got caught because people from Indonesia said hey this is kind of this is kind of horrible yeah like and, it was like, like,
0: it was like a reddit post and then it hit bleeding call and everything like without that i think it would have gone gone unnoticed
1: yeah yeah and to be fair, marvel marvel's response to that i think was about as reasonable as could be expected from them they, the weekend like, as well. Oh, yeah. I reached out to them and said, mm. Hey, guys, uh, what's going on with this? And they said, Hey, we thank you for reaching out to us on this. We're sending this as a big press release, but we wanted to get it to you first since you or to you since you did this specifically. Here's our official statement. We think this is kind of messed up. Mm. We don't endorse this at all. We're solving it. It's saturday afternoon Mm. we'll have we'll have more yeah yeah so gold i like i don't love it Uh,
0: so it's like it's enjoyable but i did have to take a look through the covers and synopsis of the issues just to remember everything that happened like i knew they'd been involved in secret empire
1: They were barely involved in Secret Empire. Yeah. Like, all Secret Empire did was give it so that Mark Guggenheim didn't have to write an additional part for, uh, for why they were trapped at the school. He was like, Mm -hmm. oh, uh, Dark Horse Dome. Let's just keep going. Yeah. Uh, do you know who else tied into Secret Empire? Uh, I do not. It was X-Men Blue. It was X-Men Blue. Oh,
0: yeah. Uh, I, uh had forgotten about secret Empire since it ended and then realized that this was the week that the hardcover came out it's so, also the
1: week that it's finally kicking off on Marvel unlimited oh <laughs> so I'm I have to drag myself into that
0: yeah it uh you've got issue four to look forward to I guess and i I did technically
1: like issue zero so look like I'm. I'm just. This is the last thing we're going to talk about Secret Empire because it seems mm-hmm. to come up on here more than it should for a Legion based yeah. <laughs> podcast. Uh, but the Captain America run leading up to it, I don't like. Like, I don't think everyone kept telling me how great it was. Eh, I, I don't think it is. I don't think it's. I don't think it's amazing. Uh, yeah, I can't call it good now. Yeah, and so I'm. I'm gonna give Secret Empire a fair shake. I'm gonna read the stuff on Unlimited because I was gonna do that anyway. Mm. but I'm not looking forward to it. Because mm. my only exposure has been uh the X-Men stuff, which was Gold and Blue. Mm. And Blue is the other flagshippy book. It's the 05 yeah. book. It's written by Cullen Bunn. Uh, it's got, again, it's bi-weekly, so it's got a rotating art staff. I don't think anyone's been sticking around for more than a couple issues. No. Which is had, oh, we they had like the Blue opening three Gold. issues. Yeah, they had like the
0: opening three issues, which was kind of getting acclimatized to the situation. Magneto. They had stuff with Jimmy Hudson. There's Beast and Magic issues, which you know had Blind Spot, and then there was the Secret Empire stuff. It's like yeah. four arcs, and then they're now in the uh, okay, crossover with Gold about Mojo.
1: Here's the thing: Blue is doing a lot of stuff that should appeal to me. Like the overarching thing involves. A dropped plot thread from Cullen Bunn's Ultimate Comics Wolverine Jimmy Hudson miniseries.
0: Yeah, like, he's gone deep on the continuity.
1: He's going deep. He's pulling stuff like Bloodstorm is in this book from... It's technically a different Bloodstorm than the Bloodstorm in uh, Mutant X, but it's it's Bloodstorm from that. He's going to the X-Men of 2099. Like All these things should appeal to me more than the book does. It's just something's misfiring on this. It's not clicking the way it should for me.
0: I think it's maybe the way that it's trying to be classic in a way. Like, they have the Danger Room sequences. And I don't know whether that feels like
1: too much of going back to the old stuff. Like, I think for me, there's a bit of that. And that's difficult to balance with the, you know, 05 Mm -hmm. X-Men. I don't think I'm getting enough character work out of this. Like, I don't know. I think things are happening to the characters. The characters are just kind of along for the ride. And the most character work you get is Gene and Scott saying, hey, it's weird that we are like this big romance thing in everyone's eyes, but we're still teenagers who don't really like have all that together. Yeah, I think
0: it's become like kind of – What heavy, the more threats he's had to introduce.
1: Yeah. And then... There's a lot of threats going on.
0: Does Jimmy Hudson show up at the end of the first issue?
1: And then it... Yeah, that kind of works as like a
0: seed. And then into the second arc. So... It's getting there. It sounds like these things are just happening out of nowhere.
1: You know, when when this all ties together, I think Mm. it'll be fun. Like, I trust Cullen Bunn. But I need this to start to... When they get out of this uh, Mojo versed arc, either this new cross time caper better be very good and keep Mm. me going, or he better start tying up some of these loose threads. Because you you can string things along for a while, but once you get to once you get to like twenty twenty four issues of unresolved plot threads, I start to get a little antsy. Like, okay, you got to tie up at least Mm. one. Especially considering he did Magneto,
0: which was like twenty two issues at most. And there's like a ton of ground covered in there. So you know, yeah. the difference between a yeah, solo book and a team book. But
1: for for a book that is bi bimonthly, monthly, this is not moving mm. fast enough. Like the overall yeah. plot. But again, like at
0: least the arcs are short, so it's not as if like it's taking three months to resolve each of these.
1: Yeah. Yeah. It's a mm. weird balance. I don't think they figured out the right way to pace these bi-monthly. I think one of the things they are be hurt pretty by bad. was that they
0: like maybe stuff will become more relaxed when we hit the end of the first year of Resurrection. Like, like maybe I hope
1: so. Like they're both going to yeah. longer arcs now, which is like right after this MojoVerse thing, which yeah. I'm so part of me too.
0: thinks they were maybe like they decided on the Weapon X crossover first because it was writing both and then they also wanted to hit the golden blue one as well by the end of the year
1: and so they needed to subscribe oh and then, and then blue is tying into oh, venom a very much choice i'm not looking forward no. to that like here's the thing one cullen Bunn added me about <laughs> this which was very weird cuz i did not tag him in my thing saying uh i do not want a venom x-men blue hmm. crossover that was a little odd but then it's also going to be star jammers are in it so that that turns it around a little bit for me because i do like the star jammers Mm -hmm. that's Uh, that's that's blue in a nutshell to me what any uh, other thoughts man
0: stick out i guess like the the first trade is out for people second one is out soonish i believe yeah like this time next month it'll be out so, if like yeah. in most of these cases, if you want to catch up for legacy, you can do it pretty quickly. In some in some cases, yeah. like Cable and Iceman, the trade will be out soon, and then it'll be a couple issues. Astonishing hasn't finished its first arc yet. Even all new Wolverines, yeah. like four trades worth the most.
1: Something like that, and a lot of this stuff is on yeah. unlimited. Like the Resurrection books just started hitting, so. Take a look, see mm. what theirs are like. All right, the last book, and we are running long today, and also I've got to get to work in the near future. Uh, but the last book is Generation X by friend of the show Christina Strain, and uh, it's uh, very good.
0: I adore this book, and it's I love it as much as I did Spurrier's run on X Men Legacy. Like it's, it. I feel enthusiastic. I want to write about it. I think I've written about it twice already in long form. And the only reason that I'm not doing it each month is because I want to give it a load of space each time, in case anyone else wants to.
1: Right. No, it's it's a very very good book. I love the character work that Strain's doing. Like I think the first issue or two, like it was still trying to find its footing.
0: That with like but the, here's once, the thing you all suck.
1: yeah i mean that that was yeah that that was about right that's when i said okay i love yeah. this book now uh it took a little bit to get going just to establish everything but now that it's done i'm loving this every month yeah. because you got a weird cast you got jubilee eyeboy nature girl quentin Choir, benjamin deeds morph from uh bendis's run bling and Chamber, who's not in the cast, but he's been in every issue, so. Mm. He kind of is. Like, I, I'm pretty sure Strain would say that he's part of the cast. Mm. Yeah. Uh, yeah. The first arc was drawn by Car- Amalikar Pina, who has mm. a very stylized look, and that's turned off a lot of people in this book for some reason. But, like, that idiot idiosyncratic style
0: is one of the things which I th- makes it stand out so much. Yeah, that's what works like, for me. Like, I know, you know, Greg lands on Weapon X, which is has become a big book, but it wasn't the big one they were necessarily pushing. Right. But not everything else has is, like, adherent to a house style, particularly. But it isn't going as far as what people like Pia yeah. are doing. do. And,
1: like, uh, Eric Coda on The Last Arc's been doing something similar. I mean, I've been, I've been really enjoying this book. Strain has a voice for all these characters who really shouldn't have a voice. Like, she did an Boy one-shot, and now I care about iBoy. It's one of my favorite issues of the year.
0: Yeah. It's so, the fact, like, that issue's yeah. funny as well. It's not just like, a, oh, wow, well, we found a way to get into, like, this character's head and understand what they're about. But it was doing that while also making it a blast to read. Like, and... Without being like too big of a departure from everything that had come yeah. before. Like,
1: I'll tell you, I think my favorite thing about the issue last week... So this is a bit newer, so skip ahead if you don't want spoilers. Uh, but my favorite thing was the whole issue and the issue before. There's a lot of flirtation between uh, Morph and Hindsight. And mm-hmm. Christina Strain does the most Generation X, Scott Lobdell, sad teens thing by saying, oh yeah, no, they are actually not going to have this all be nice and perfect, because that's not how teenage relationships work. It's going to be this weird thing, mm-hmm. and they're going to be too uncomfortable to do much with this.
0: Yeah, it, she really gets like the kind of push and pull of giving people what they want without just handing it straight yes. over. Also, the, Also about that is the fact that she pointed out it had been on the covers for a while like not the focal point oh, yeah. but bubbling in that way and i think that shows how much work has gone into it long yeah. form as well like if it, you know even if those first two issues were taking a little bit to, con- to contort into the space and of direction it wanted to go in like it, it all evened out yeah. like basically i'm, after I'm that, really
1: excited about this book it's my favorite thing more people should be buying this and reading this so go do that guys yeah
0: the trade's out the trade is out on the first from comic shops presumably comic Sology as well and oh, it would be like the week up, after guys. on amazon so it's that and, it's then, like, great. It and if up.
1: you want more christina strange thoughts on generation x we did a very long interview with her a few months back uh check the feed it's a lot of fun like I love this book so much. Yeah, it, I'm so glad I was right about this being the like mm-hmm. book that I was gonna care about. Yeah, and
0: seeing people so
1: happy about the and so yeah.
0: the morph stuff is
1: just. I, all I, remember, I was just sitting at home. I hadn't even read the issue yet, but one someone I talked to on Twitter sent me this private mm-hmm. message that said, uh, "Did something gay happen in X Men?" And my first thought was, "Well, yes, it's X Men." <laughs> and my second thought was. <laughs> Oh, mm-hmm. yeah, something actually did. I'm very glad that this means something <laughs> to people because I'm a straight guy. So I don't mm-hmm. have to worry about seeing myself represented in comics. Like, that's not a thing that's happened in my life that I have right. concerns with. But it emphasizes the importance of that when you see how that directly impacts other people. So that's exciting. Generating mm-hmm. X is good. Buy it, buy yeah. it, buy it, guys. please. Mm-hmm. Make sure this book stays on stands for a million years. Because a lot of planning has gone into it. She started working on yeah. it like a year before it came yeah. out. So, that's the X books. That's yeah. the X books, right? Yeah. 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 Um, like, most of them spot. are pretty good. If you like, if you like Legion, I think Astonishing is probably going to be the closest up your alley. I. Yeah. Gen X place behind yes, because of that weirdo different. feel that Legion has.
0: Yeah, if you're a fan of The Gifted, maybe Golden Blue, because they're I more so. classical yeah, team the, stuff.
1: I think Guys, The Gifted—it's not as good as Legion. Don't, don't, don't go in like that. Uh, the Gifted is about as good as I would hope for a like a Fox drama, and I'm enjoying that. We're gonna do a whole thing about mm-hmm. it after the season wraps up, so yeah, you'll get I mean, our full I'll... thoughts. Uh, yeah.
0: Yeah, it's, that's ten episodes, and it's basically halfway through yep. next week. So
1: that'll and, be us uh, Yeah, let's, uh, I'd say speaking of <laughs> when that wraps up, let's wrap up this episode. Uh, if you liked yeah, – yeah, we've been going for been a while. For a while. I'm, I'm glad I started this early. Uh, so if you like <laughs> what you've heard today, uh, you can follow me at XavierFiles.com. Which is the website where I talk about X Men stuff every week. I just wrote an article about Lila Cheney, who is a rock star thief of the intergalactic worlds, and she's a lot of fun. Uh, I am also on Twitter at Xavier Files, and if you like the show and you want to support us monetarily, you can jump on over to Patreon.com/XavierFiles and donate as little as a dollar a month to uh, you know keep this place running. Uh, if you can't do that, I know I don't support all the podcasts, all the stuff that I enjoy monetarily. You can just go over to like iTunes, leave us a rating or a review. It's it helps out. Yeah, we appreciate it.
0: Yep. Ah, uh, beyond that, Matt, where can people find you online? I'm part of the NewsRama Best Shots Review team, and we have stuff going out throughout the week. Most recent stuff I wrote was about uh, the most recent issue of Glitterbomb and Hi-Fi Fight Club. That's an RRV roundup. I have nothing big coming out for this week. This this weekend is incredibly busy for me, but I'm also on Twitter at Matt underscore Sibley where I tweet intermittently. I'm trying not to be too online, but I did recently go through the entire Marvel Cinematic Universe movies and there's like a reevaluation and there's like a big, long thread of my thoughts, which you should be able to find if that's something that interests you.
1: Yeah. You got some, some right? (laughs) I do not agree with a lot of what you say, but that's fine. That's what the world's for uh also if you like this stuff i forgot to plug it uh i'm running another podcast called battle of the atom that's a weekly x-men podcast where me and my co-host adam Reck sit down and talk about three different x-men stories and we put them on our big old list of every x-men story yeah. ever i've been enjoying it it's a lot of fun you might too you guys had an
0: episode with people who worked on the x-men animated series which was very interesting yeah it was a fun
1: little interview got that was exciting to do so <laughs> if you're interested in x-men tv shows go check that out Ah, uh, beyond that i think that covers everything next yeah. one are we talking about the inhumans show uh yeah we're uh, we're pivoting i'm gonna have to finish watching that okay i
0: yeah we may well we will hopefully have a guest as well yep so uh if anyone else wants to like catch up with inhumans to be prepared i humbly apologize that you feel that need but <laughs> thank you for your service
1: we'll get through it <laughs> Until then, yeah. Until then, this has been Legion Quest. We'll see you next month. David, David, David. Shall we begin?